Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Show. If you love something and you let it go, sometimes Bedlam Theatre comes back. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome to the Edinburgh Friends Show. I'm Ewan Spence, I live in Edinburgh all year round, but in August I live at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. It's getting it's getting closer where I just swap away from a lovely, luxurious studio <coughs> down here in Leith and then head up and live in the clubs, the cafes, the theatres, the stand-up, the microphones, the open spaces and occasionally popping into a converted double-decker red bus. <laughs> it is the fringe after all. Okay, right, so, um, okay, easy down, easy down, thank you very much. So we're carrying on with the previews, uh, going all the way through July. You can find the previous ones back up on the website, edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com, or if you subscribe through your usual podcast sources, just scroll back on the list. One big preview today, then we are pretty much into August, press launches, we'll have a little look at that, and then we'll be into the daily interviews. The Fringe is very much... The community is starting to build. You can feel start people coming in, going through final rehearsals. Performers are hoping there won't be a train strike so they can get up from the cities around the UK and beyond. Edinburgh's hospitality industry is working out just how much prices can be pushed up for the next four weeks. <laughs> Venues are getting ready as well. Some are being built up from scratch. Many are renovating various spaces around the city, while the dedicated theatre spaces in Edinburgh prepare to welcome the Fringe back. Some are, of course, doing the International uh, Festival instead, but they're bringing the culture, the community and that lovely vibe to the capital city. One of those spaces is Bedlam Theatre, organised by students from Edinburgh University. It's not been open for the August spectacle since 2019. That changes this year as the doors open once more. And I've sat down with Maria Rimmelsronning to hear the story of how Bedlam has returned to the fringe for 2023. There are many venues at the Fringe, many large venues, very small venues. Some are brand new, some are absolutely historic. I would miss them if they're not at the Fringe. And for the last four years... I have missed a venue. It is coming back. I am so very glad. And joining me from the depths and the dark of the haunted... Are you still Venue 49? We are still Venue 49. Still Venue 49. I've I, I missed them so much I can't even remember the number. Um, it doesn't change. Some venues always keep the same number. It's Bedlam Theatre. And joining me there, this year's venue manager, Marie Rimmis Running. Marie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, yeah, well, let's start with the big news there. Bedlam Theatre is back. Now, the venue didn't go away because you're one of the few people who get a permanent venue at the Fringe, but it's not been here for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's uh, it's finally back to the Fringe. Uh, we had to close down for COVID in uh, 
2020, as so many other venues did. And because of who we are as a student-run venue, it was so hard to get it back up and running for 2021, 2022. And that's why we're so excited to be back for 2023. We've revamped the entire way of running French and running as a French venue. We've upped our limit for um, eight shows a day to 10 shows a day. So we're back and better than ever. <laughs> what challenges faced you in 21 and 22 then? Because some of the, a lot of venues did come back in 22. Some of them did a little bit of things in 21. Why did Bedlam not come back? So Bedlam is iconic because it's a neo-Gothic church. But because of that infrastructure, it also means that um, it was not it was not a COVID friendly venue. Uh, everything is built and maintained by students, so getting that health and safety license up to date, making sure everyone's safe, making sure we have the proper ventilation, it's uh, it's a lot to keep on top of when you're all just university students during the year. Um, so I think it was a agreed upon, yeah, an agreement was made between the Edinburgh University. Uh, student association and um, us as a theater company that this wasn't the year to come back to the French back in 2020, 2021, 2022. And then work started early in uh, like last autumn where members of the theater company were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to get together. We're going to figure out how can we reopen for French now that restrictions are lowered, now that we've been back in the venue for about a year, how can we make this, this the comeback year how can we make 2023 the year we can actually make sure that we can open again so what changes have been made inside the venue the changes that we made is that we've made sure to monitor the the levels of ventilation we've uh, put in new restrictions we've updated our health and safety folder in cooperation with the university estates um we've also been just redoing and doing maintenance to the building we've been reskinning the stage repainting upgrading doing maintenances that haven't been done for like many years because there's never been the time because of course we run as a year-round venue and also as a french venue so it's just general maintenance and upgrades is what's been going on and that has resulted in bedlam being ready again for the french you said there a couple of times it is part of Edinburgh university um so it's the theater yeah. society it's part of the students association which means there's lots of people coming in every year lots of people having to leave every year one of them might show up in the news quiz on bbc radio 4 occasionally and mention you guys but how did you get involved so uh i'm from norway i became a student at uh, edinburgh university back in 2018. um i came in as a first year history student uh, I'd lived in England for two years prior to that and then heard about Edinburgh, was like, I want to go there, I want to study. Um, and then during Freshers Week, there were so many open socials, I decided to go have a look. I'm very interested in how to run theatres, the tech, the bad backstage, the staging, the set, uh, all of those things. I'm not an actor myself. So I joined in Welcome Week and attended a few different workshops, was immediately invited to help uh, source props on a show and then started doing that throughout my first year and ended up joining the committee that kind of runs term time as the front of house manager. So at 18, I was in charge of ticketing. I was in charge of uh, staffing the building for shows. And 2019, I became the theater manager, held the license of the building 
setting meetings with the university about the the listing of the building and kind of yeah I kind of went dived head head first into how to run a theater and uh, got involved and I I really loved it as a community because I was accepted as someone who came from a different country I didn't know anyone in Edinburgh um, it's not my first language English is not my first language and everyone just welcomed me with open arms it's it's truly a community for everyone no matter where you're from, what your sexuality is, what your own identity is. It, it just accepts you for who you are. And I think that was exactly what I needed at 18. And it's still what I'm getting now where I've, I did my entire degree. I've been away for a year. I'm back now to be the French venue manager. And I see this reflected in the people that are still here, that it's still a community that welcomes everyone for who they are. I mean, why come back is obvious. I can I can hear the enthusiasm and the energy. But what, they called you and what, they, they sent up the, whatever the Norwegian for bat signal is? <laughs> so for me, it was uh, because I was the stage manager for a show back in 2019 for the French shows. Uh, after being at uni for a year, I was invited to be a stage manager for one of the student, uh, so the EUTC, the Edinburgh University Theatre Company, has a few shows that are on at the at Bedlam Fringe every year. And I was the stage manager for one of those shows. So when it came around to this year, I was one of those people that were kind of new people still in Edinburgh that knew how Bedlam Fringe was run. Because, of course, there's been a bit of a generational gap there when there's been so many years where nothing has happened. Um, so I first got a text being like, hey, how does Bedlam Fringe work? And I was a little bit like, What? Um, and then I kind of understood that they want to reopen it again and retry it. And because of my position as a previous theater manager, I knew a lot about licensing. I knew a lot about what is legal, what, how to do the risk assessments. So I was kind of roped into helping with the paperwork. And then uh, there were, of course, um, two current members called Lois and Mick, who were kind of the masterminds behind this. And they kept texting me and being like, why don't you apply to be venue manager? The, the ad opens soon. Um, it's done in cooperation with the student union. It would be lovely to have someone who knows how Bedlam works, who has an idea of the paperwork needed for running the building to, to do this. And I was doing my master's in the Netherlands at the time. And I was a little bit like, oh, okay, I'll see, I'll see where the summer leads me. And then when the ad opened in April, I was like, I, I have to go back. I have to go back to Edinburgh. I love that place. I love the theater. I love the people. So it, it just became natural for me to apply for the job. And then I came back here at the beginning of July and I've been in the building basically ever since. So part of this must be, you know, th that three-year gap, Edinburgh tends to have four years of study. If it yeah. hadn't been for you, there wouldn't have been really anybody who previously put on a fringe show at Bedlam then. Yeah, no, uh, on the team. So we are a team of 14 people. I'm the only one that has attended Bedlam Fringe before, both as uh, a part of a, like a part of a show team and also as an audience member. So it's, it's very interesting to kind of be the person to kind of carry that torch of information. Of course, we do have the archives. We have all of the old notes and all of the old flyers and programs that we look at. And then we are sending out emails left, right, and center. We've been doing that for about half a year and trying to find people that have old anecdotes and stuff. But it's also been a very big kind of rebranding, figure out 
uh, what we think will work better, uh, what structures work better, how to, yeah, the new ways of doing staffing, of doing hours, all of these things are just things we've implemented this year. So it's been very different from a kind of backstage view on how this is run, how we're going through with things. And a lot of things are just made up on the spot, just, just trying things and seeing, does this work? Are we doing this correct? I'm, yeah, nobody on the team is older than 26. And that is one person. Most of us are between the ages of, yeah, 20 this week. Our, our deputy uh, venue manager turned 20 this week. And um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, we're, we're basically students and graduates just kind of cobbling together a fringe venue. I love that cobbling together. It happens every single year. There is a charm to it. How yeah, easy was it truly. to, I mean, you said there that you've put on a couple of shows from UTC, the Edinburgh University Theatre Company, but it's not restricted to that. Bedlam, like other venues, can have people apply to it and request and presumably auditioned. So how, you've, you've done this before. How difficult or easy was it compared to previous years putting together the programme for this year? I think previous years, a lot of the time, because the Fringe had been so structured and people had this kind of, uh, knowledge passed down it was it, it was easier to program this year it's been very much like we've uh, sent out that we are accepting programming uh, applications and then seeing what we get and I think the focus has been variety we want to see a little bit of everything in Bedlam because that's 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 who we are we are a little bit of everything we we want to show a broad spectrum of performances there is of course the focus on uh having a safe space for everyone, having queer acts, having um, people from a little bit all over, people from all walks of life. I think that is something that has always been the Bedlam way, and that is something we want to further. And then just seeing where people are coming from, what people are doing. We're having shows from the U.S., we're having shows from Australia, uh, we're having Scottish shows, uh, we're having student shows, we're having new writing, we have a classical place, a little bit of everything. Um, we're having a twist of one of my favorites uh, this year is something called Shakespeare, which is a drag cabaret of Shakespeare. And it's just it's just a hybrid of everything. And I think that's what Bedlam is like. And I think this year it's been interesting figuring out how do you program these shows, because that's something I have never been in charge of before. And that's something very different to what Bedlam does during term time. Um, but we've had a programming team that's been fully volunteers. Um, that have looked through applications, figured uh, what suits Bedlam, what fits within the venue, because, of course, we're a 90-seat small venue theater. We don't have the biggest stage. Um, so it's there's there's a lot of things we have to take into consideration when programming, and I think we've, we've succeeded very well. And then re, redone the scheduling so that every show is an hour long, and uh, that means we can have, yeah, 10 shows a day instead of the usual eight. So it's been a lot of like, yeah, figuring out things as you go, as I said. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think it's been going well. And there's a wide variety of topics here. Uh, a lot of people will, you know what, let, let's go for a question that quite a few of the uh, the old hands at the Fringe are asking. Are you still having the improverts on late at night with improvised comedy? Of course. The improverts, it's a classic. And with that, there are many people listening who are now just going, ah. Yeah. Because what, how many years is that now? Oh my, it's so many years. It's been, yeah, it's the longest running um, improvised comedy group at the Fringe. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like that's, it's just a staple. Like you can't change the imps. It's on a, like every day. It's always different, always funny, which is their tagline. It's at 11 p.m. So come check it out. Basically, that's like my number one plug. It's like you have to see the imps if you're at the fringe. Um, but yeah, um, I, I have no idea how many years it's been running, but truly it's something that we can never change. So you sort of have, a, have that nightcap of uh, improvised comedy. What about yeah. for the for the rest of each day? What about what sort of themes are picking up? What sort of variety highlights can we get? If we're, if we're continuing, if I'm doing this, I'm going to do this in the completely wrong order because we also have Bedroom Late, uh, which is on at night. Um, so when does it start? It's, I think it's like half past midnight, uh, which is just alternative comedy night. Uh, so half past minute midnight, we have a little bit of everything. It's comedy, music, cabarets, um, changes the lineup changes every night which i think is very interesting because then you you never know what you're going for we have some like names such as lorna rose dream has midlands midlands child syndrome ben mcpherson has a solo showdown we have local edinburgh artists such as uh eve simpson's bringing friends and doing kind of indie performances of music which is something that i also really like that we're highlighting people young musicians uh from around here um with it's drag shows it's a little bit of everything i think that is something that we really need to highlight we have at starting on the second so starting next week we have a show called looking for fun which is um connor quinn one of uh like one of bedlam's own members is bringing a show from an outside company called looking for fun which is about uh queer culture which I think is very important, like this modernity and technology and how does it uh, affect dating and safety and being, yeah, queer in this kind of uh, age of hookup culture, which I think is a very, it's it's a serious but fun but sad play. Uh, we are having musicals such as Death Suits You, uh, which is on for the duration of the show, which is a musical about the personified death. Uh, and how hard it is for death to like plan all these these killings and how people don't appreciate him uh so yeah we're, we're truly having a little bit of everything uh and yeah as i said 10 shows a day so it's, it's hard to kind of get everything in my head right now but like have a look at the program it's on the fringe website it's there's so much fun there's so much different variety you have dance you have comedy as i said you had classical plays you have new writing you have serious you have funny you have things that make you cry things that make you smile um so we definitely have something for everyone what about your life you said you came to bedlam Edinburgh university on the freshest week without much it doesn't sound like you've got much theater in your background yeah i did um so i did ib which is like a levels but but not but international and i did theater as a course there but before that i hadn't really done much i had a little bit of a dance background not that interested in acting. I was honestly just looking for a community when I was doing this. And uh, it was my mom. I told her about like the Freshers Week events that I was interested in. And there was one about stage combat. And I was like, what is that? Like, what kind of university have I come to where they just have something with stage combat? 
So I show up and it's the, it was the current theater manager at the time running it. Um, so first of all, there were swords and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I got to talking about how are you in your early 20s running this theater? How is this possible? Because it's the oldest running student-led theater in the UK and one of the only ones. Uh, and I was, this is, I, I, I think I was just baffled. I was baffled by the, the building itself because it was so cool and so interesting about the freedom to do whatever you want to, uh, the way of learning how to do things. I didn't really know how to use manual tools, like a drill and like a saw and all these things beforehand. And I've learned that in Budlam and I've been properly trained and it's, yeah, for me, it was, yeah, looking for a community, finding people that just wanted to learn, wanted to have something in common, doing something that was interesting. I didn't think I would be good at doing risk assessments at the age of 19. And that's something I would just like, you know, have as somebody like, oh, yeah, talk to Marie about risk assessments. I didn't think that would be me. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it was. And I'm very happy. Uh, and I have made friends for life. I have people that I've been catching up with ever since I came back that I've known since my first week at Bedlam. I lived with people that I uh, knew from Bedlam for all my years that I lived here in Edinburgh. Uh, and it's, even now I'm living with people that joined Bedlam in the last few years that I, I, I didn't know them before I moved in. They just had a room in their flat and I was like, oh, can I rent that for the summer? And they're like, of course, Bedlam people, you know? I, I find it fascinating that you have this community that you're part of and you've you've helped shape so much of August for them, with 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 the ghosts of Bedlam behind you and the future of Bedlam sort of waving you and said, "Could you bring it forward?" <laughs> and I'm I'm just wondering how that feels. It's it's weird. It's it's weird coming back and being kind of this. Uh, yeah, this mouthpiece of the past of Bedlam, like pre-COVID Bedlam and bringing back and talking to people that, that don't know anything, don't know anything from previous years. And of course, there's more more people like me that, that joined at the same time as me and have been around all this time and is kind of bridging this gap. But we did lose a lot of information. We did lose kind of a lot of people that graduated and moved away or kind of, yeah, lost that little bit of information in those two three years where COVID happened and we weren't allowed in the building for an entire year as well which was truly kind of disrupted a lot um but it, it's it's interesting it's very it's very fun it's uh, I like being back because people are like oh do you know how this works or uh have you heard about youth project which was something we did pre-COVID where we had um uh children aged I think 12 to 16 come into the building and put on a plate to just see what it was like and that's something that hasn't been picked up yet and uh, uh, a girl that was a fresher in the like in first year of university this last year just texted me on Facebook being like were you involved in this and like I, I haven't been able to like locate anyone and I was like yeah yeah I can I can tell you how it works I can talk about it um, I've been updating a lot of things with the current theater manager and yeah no it, it's really interesting being this this person that can kind of testify from the past and being someone who has a degree in history myself, I find it very funny and very interesting, like specializing in archives and then kind of becoming a walking one for Bedlam itself. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's a lot of history and back and forward, but even more, it's all about putting on a show. 
So you've said there are 10 shows a day. Is that the same 10 shows every day or are you mixing and matching Um, through the fringe? We are mixing and matching. Like I said, Bedlam Late changes every day. We do have some shows such as That Suits You and The Improverts that will run every day, but our lineup generally changes every week. So if you have a specific kind of daytime show you want to see, you need to check the dates because some some are running in the first week, some are running in the just week two and three, some are running just one week. Um, so there's a lot of variety in length, but that also means we can have a lot of different shows on. Um, like the one I mentioned, the one that's called Looking for Fun about queer culture, it's running only until, so from the second, it's when previews start, until the 13th. Uh, we have one called Jeremy Segway about the creator of the Segway. So we're going to have Segways on stage. Um, truly <laughs> something you need to just witness because the Bethlehem Neo-Gothic Church on stage, two Segways. What is going to happen? It's only on from the 4th. Uh, from the 4th to the 13th um so yeah there's 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 a little bit of everything <laughs> and a little bit yeah for everyone there is um one that i'm really excited to see it's called uh comry sf ultramarine ultramarine uh that starts on the 15th runs to the 27th um which is kind of physical comedy kind of stand-up single person show um little bit dystopian very excited to see it but yeah it, it runs only kind of in the second half of the fringe so the 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 program changes uh but we do have our own programs that you can come pick up at our venue or you can find it online to see what we got going on when and of course all of those shows you can get the tickets through the Edinburgh Fringe box office so we will have yeah. a direct link back to that on our website and Bedlam Fringe has its own website as well yes uh, it's just bedlamfringe.co.uk uh, so it's very easy and we're also running a satellite of the Fringe office at our own box office so you can buy tickets for our shows at our box office as well um, card only <laughs> Caroly. And do you still have the little cafe around the side with a nice cup of tea? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Fat Cat Cafe, still back open. Uh, we will be running it as a cafe and a bar. Uh, we won't be serving food, but there will be soft drinks, hot drinks, uh, and alcohol served. Uh, it's running as a satellite of, of uh, the student association because that meant a lot less paperwork for us when we were trying to figure out how to run this. Um, but yeah, that, that will be running. So if you do want a pint with your introverts, that's so fine. We got uh, you. And I'm just realizing I shouldn't have said this on the podcast because now my favorite quiet coffee spot may well have more attention, but it's all for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so fine. So good. So. But yeah, no, it's, and it's so central. Like if you know where Bobby is, Greyfar is Bobby, you know where Bedlam is because <laughs> you can see it from our front gates. So we're truly at the heart of Edinburgh. <laughs> And it's nice to have Bedlam Theatre back there as well. It's nice to feel the grassroots of theatre coming back to the fringe in a venue many of us love, um, myself included. Marie, thanks very much for coming on, giving us a, a taste of what's to come in the Bedlam of the Fringe at Bedlam. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. (laughs) 
Marie Rimmel's running there. Of course, there are many, many other people making Bedlam Theatre a reality. And of course, it's nothing without you. If you're in Edinburgh, do pop along. It's next to the National Museum of Scotland, as well as the Greyfriars Bobby statue. Maybe two minutes walk from the more professional Underbury and the Underbury. Somebody should do a venue called the Underbury. Just a tree somewhere. Anyway, yes, <laughs> very close to Underbelly and Pleasant Stone. Bedlamfringe.co.uk for the website for those of you who need just a little bit more guidance or are outside Edinburgh. Uh, the Ed Fringe website will list all of the shows at the venue in their incredibly easy-to-use search engine. That's why we have a direct link at our website, edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com for your various links to the shows at Bedlam and to all the shows that we talk about here on the podcast. Uh, as I said... One more big show next week, then we're into the daily interviews throughout August, picking up some of the great bits of comedy and theatre, some picking up buzz, some that really should be, and some that just, frankly, interest me. All of that to come, so your link, like, love, share, subscribes, as usual, are all very much welcome. It's also The Fringe, so if you want to leave a review for the podcast from one to five stars, just like you do, uh, if there is one person out there who is still commissioning reviews uh, out there for The Fringe, you can do that yourself in your favourite podcast app or directory. Just look around the show for the link to review um, or rate your podcast. And I shall be back with you in our next show. But for now, ta from very nearly... The French. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, hosted by you and Spence, produced by the Podcast Corner. Listen to more from the Fringe at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Corner.com.